unfortunately. Oh, okay. Which is still really cool that your first season you, you go all the way. And you just don't finish the job. Yeah. I mean, you get expansions are different in every sport, but you get a chance to uh, maybe snipe some guys off uh, different teams, depending. It helps. It hurts your draft uh, chances because then then they add that into where your draft picks and things like that are. But, I mean, they've been good. The Panthers have been kind of knocking on the door for the past couple seasons. They weren't expected to be here, though. I mean, they went through teams at the top to get here. And doing the same thing Miami was Miami's doing. I know. Isn't that crazy? Down in Florida, we got two teams down in Florida that are have gone through teams that we expected to be in this spot right now. Not even just like good teams. I mean, the Bucks win a championship what two years ago, and the Celtics. We've we've been waiting for them to win a championship. Uh, I mean, they've been there. They look great. They looked amazing this season, and I mean, Miami goes through them, and now the Nuggets, and somehow. Miami turned a fourth quarter, turned it on in the fourth quarter, jumped into basketball. But, man, what about that fourth quarter? That was crazy. Duncan Robinson woke up. I didn't know, I didn't know he was able to wake up at the end of a game. I knew he could wake up for an entire game here and there. But <laughs> he woke up in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm like, are you sure your last name's not Hero? <laughs> and now, yeah, and now, I mean, you mentioned Hero. I mean, do is Hero back in the next game? But they're saying, Glenn. I mean, that's saying. what I keep. I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, see if there's any news now, because I heard there was a chance he could come back. It was first the third game, then the second game. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know some out there last night, right? I didn't. Uh, miss, I didn't see him. I didn't. I didn't see him. Yeah. So now we're back to the third game, and. Let me ask you this. If you were Spo, it how how do you put Hero back in this lineup when they've been ripping through the playoffs? Um I mean even I'm, huh? Yeah, honestly, only when Jimmy gets tired to me. You just you, play him off the bench, put him in there maybe a little bit, see how he's reacting towards everything and kind of take it from there because, I mean, I thought... Now, I was saying one thing you have to do 
that I thought Miami would have to do was uh, limit the Joker on his assists, which they did last night. But along with that, I mean, I didn't, I never said it, but I, I almost was like thinking of it and, and kind of thought, well, this is, should be like, I mean, common sense. So I didn't really say it, but I was way off. I thought that along with them limiting the Joker's assists, I thought Jimmy had to go off. Like, go off. 21 points isn't, I mean, I'm not scoring that out there, but that's not how I thought Jimmy would have to go off when I'm saying that I thought Jimmy would have to go off, you know? Yeah, when you see Jimmy with 21 and Jokic with 41, or whatever he finished, with 40-something, you're thinking, oh, okay, the Nuggets are going to win that game. Yeah. Not this game. I mean, it it was spread spread all over. Gabe Vincent has the most points. Has the most points for the uh, Heat. Gabe Vincent has been just playing on another planet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last series, I think it was, uh, what's the other guy's name? Caleb Martin? Caleb Martin. It was the guy that Celtics couldn't stop. So it's just like the Heat have, it's already bad enough that you're trying to figure out how to stop Jimmy Butler and Bam because Bam had a great game last night. Yeah. But once Duncan Robinson's hitting threes and then they're playing good defense, like, that was a great fourth quarter by the Heat. Yeah, I mean, it's... Is it going to have to be, for the Heat to pull this off, does it have to be a... uh, Does it have to be close games, you think? Is it going to be close games for the Heat to pull it off? I'm not saying, like, I'm not nailing you down and being like, oh, Kel said the Heat were taking it. But, like, for them to win, you think it's yeah. going to be close games over and you're, over? You're not, you're not blowing out Denver. Like, yeah. just, as, just as much as the story is playoff Jimmy in the eight seed, well, did you see Jamal Murray in that fourth bringing him back there? Late? Yeah. Like, He's one shot away from that going to overtime, you know, and he had to hit like three or four big threes in a matter matter of two minutes. So you know, even though the Nuggets lose their first game at home, I think there's something to build off of there, and also realize like, hey guys, we we kind of blew a lead in that third, and you know, yeah, it happens, you know, it happens. You just yeah, you, you th- you're thinking that you can just go through the motions and have a couple bad possessions, but you can't do that with the Heat. They'll go on a 10, 12, 14-point run, and then, you, and, you know, then you're doomed. And historically, uh, Denver's a hard place to play. Um, so it's them losing a game. I, I, I feel like it's been since, like, 2016, 
since the Heat have won a game in Denver or something like that. It's been a it's been a minute. So for them to win a game in in Denver, now we turn around. It's one one, so it's tied up series and it's just shifted a five the last five games a five game series now is what we're looking at and the heat have the home field advantage does that matter when you're playing against a team like Denver who's just been huge i mean it's got to be helpful for the heat to not have to go to that altitude again well, not again. Like obviously, they got two here, then one in Denver, so they have to go there again. But you know what I mean, like. Yeah, I was under the impression I was like they the Heat got to play this game too, almost like they're down one three or oh three, just because yeah. like you want to go ahead and get one in Denver because they hadn't lost at home all postseason. Yeah. You, you keep that storyline going, and you know they got blown out twice because. I don't care what anybody says. That first game was only 11 points, but the Heat were never close in that first game. Yeah. Never. No. Like, Denver got lazy again in that first game, but in the second game, you know, the Heat made them pay for it. So now Denver's got to go take game three, and hopefully they win it by 10, because if the Heat get another one, Denver's in trouble. Yeah. Um how much do you think uh, the coaching's into play? I mean, it it seems almost like like Denver's just just asking the player just do. It's not like Denver's changing anything. They're just saying do what you're doing, but. Spose going out there and it almost seems like he's just changing things as they roll. That's what happened last night. The, the Nuggets got out coached. Yeah. Because there was a couple of times, late third, early fourth, hey, my guy, call a timeout. You guys are getting blasted and you're not changing anything. Yeah. And that could have helped them. You know, I'm not saying the Heat might have still won. Yeah. But... I mean, there's... Like you said, it changed, but it's almost like they wanted to keep playing the same way and, like, maybe we can get the heat locked into one one thing again if we keep going at them fast. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, I... Mean, I <laughs> Spose did a heck of a job last night because he just he would keep Bam or Jimmy out there. Yeah. Whatever unit was catching fire, and they they just didn't look tired to me in that second half. The the Heat, and then at points the starters for the Nuggets looked a little tired. Yeah. Um. Now, Spo, Coach of the Year. I think so. I mean, I mean, uh, hands down. How. I'm I'm thinking and I'm looking around at everybody else and I'm like I mean I don't see how anybody else can get it. It's either Spose or Missoula. Yeah. Because he, that was his first year as the Celtics head coach and after all that drama early on, 
you know. Yeah. Like they never look back. It was like, and they went through some stuff with that last coach. So, I mean, kind of holding them there. But I'm almost like an eight seed to the championship, even even if the Heat don't win the championship. I think what Spo's done with the Heat. I mean, a lot of credit's got to go to Jimmy Butler. I mean, some of those games, some of those games, I don't think Spo had any control over. It was just Jimmy. When Jimmy goes out there and does what he's doing, I mean, that's just, that's what we're getting. So, I mean, but, but now it's, this series is definitely going to be one by Spo if it's if it's the heat I mean he's it's, it's tough to get these guys down so they're all hungry too man it's so crazy oh man undrafted guys or you know guys that were cut from team whatever the case is man you know I'm I love the whole underdog thing yeah, and not saying that the nucleus is like underdogs because you know we all know Kyle Lowry, we all know Jimmy Butler, we all know mm-hmm. Bam. But I mean, Gabe Vincent, Martin, uh, Duncan Robinson, finally looking like, hey, okay, that's why they paid him because we were talking about that earlier in the year with Josh. And so, I I'm just like I'm really impressed with the Heat as a whole playoff Jimmy, but I, I like what Spose has been doing. Yeah. He's a, he's a heck of a coach. Yeah. I mean, it's he's a heck of a coach. Um I mean, I heard I heard people talking about this is the perfect time for him to chase a chase a new job, a bunch of money. But why? Why? I mean, it almost seems yeah. like He's he's set for life. I mean, he gets he coaches the Heat. I feel like he's a, a lock. Like it's his job to give up, and when he gives it up, I mean, I'm sure he's just gonna move up, just like Pat Riley did in the organization, become a general manager or just. I mean, does Pat Riley retire? I mean, does Pat knows, Riley man? retire after this season? I mean, if they win, he can go out on top. I mean, he's been – I feel like I saw somewhere, and you may have seen it too, that Pat Riley has been a part of like 24% of the NBA finals out there from player to coach to executive. He's <laughs> – He's got a quarter of the NBA Finals under his belt. One man <laughs> has been there doing it, bringing teams together. And, uh, and I mean, it's just... It's, it's wild. And, you know, Spose and Riley are, are you know, close. So yeah. why, why even change it? You're in the Miami market. It's a, it's a great market to be in. I mean, look where Brady finished in Tampa. You know, yep. so Florida, Florida, Florida's a good market. And, I mean, suppose, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I, why would you? Uh, yeah, I don't. 
I don't I don't think he would. And then great obviously place. you're gonna agree with me here. You keep Jimmy. You don't let him go anywhere. Like Miami just fits it's a perfect Cinderella glass shoe, you know what I'm saying? It fits perfectly for Jimmy there. Yeah. Unless of course Jimmy wants out. But I I don't see that being a thing anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything with the coach. I I'd keep most of those players too. You know. Unless yeah. there's just a guy they're going for, but the super teams aren't the ones that are there right now. Denver's been building their team for years and Miami's been building their team for year. Yeah. Year or so. So I mean I, I just I this is this series is going six or seven and I'd be shocked if it didn't go seven. Yeah. I I really would be too, especially after seeing the way that Miami was able to evolve during last night's game and I mean it's just it's going to be hard to beat both of these teams before the playoffs started I picked or not before the playoffs I think it may have been in the first round somebody at work asked me who was going to win they were uh trying to get me to say I thought the Sixers were going to win because they wanted to laugh in my face when they didn't win. And I was like, I don't know, man. I'd probably Denver. Like, they've looked the best all year long. They still look good. I mean, it's it's the Joker's time. I mean, he's the, been the best NBA player the past three seasons. And, I mean, it's the – it's time for him to win a championship. He deserves it. It, it would be nice to see Denver finally win win one. Um, I I personally am low-key rooting for Denver a little bit. Yeah. Just because you, you may have heard me say this before, so I'm a Broncos fan. Yeah. So sometimes when one team wins, it, like, adds juice to the next team. Exactly. So I feel like if the Nuggets win – the Broncos in the offseason are going to be like, all right, let's 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 try and get back to the playoffs. And, you know, the Nuggets are doing their job. Now it's time for us to do our job. Yeah. It's it's always so, uh, you, you hope for that winning culture to rub off from one team to the other one, seeing how a city does well. I mean, it can, it can just kind of make the other – professional athletes in that city i know it sounds weird but it can make them more confident in their abilities it's like the city isn't a laughing stock anymore so we can we can stand up as well so i mean yeah i i see that i'm rooting for just a good series if, 100%. I mean, I think it'd be nice to see Jimmy Butler or the Joker win a championship. I mean, and that's that's the other reason why I I can't lose here because Jimmy and his story. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if the Heat win the next three and just go boom. Look, look what we just did. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's gonna happen, but. I don't have a dog in the fight, but I like the way these games are being played. Like, neither team's going to give the other team anything easy. And that's what you want to see in a finals. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be – it's 
I mean, it's dog fight. Yeah. And it's probably going to be the best finals that we would have gotten. I mean, just just the fight in the heat. Like, even when they're going down, their chins are held high. Like, some people say, like, you have to feel the pain of losing or something to grow. I mean, Jimmy Butler lets that pain, it looks like he lets that pain wash right over him. I mean, at the end of a game, they're losing. He's looking at the score, and he's like, okay, well, We'll see next game. Like he's yeah. already forgotten. He he gets over that pain and he doesn't dwell on it. And he's just like, all right, we see what we gotta do. So and, I mean, and he, these aren't the same exact players, but like this yeah. is like what it reminds me of the last like five six years because these guys have been there. Like the way Jimmy took over in the last like five minutes of the game with some of those good shot selections mid-range and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know he he reminded me of like how lebron you know when he was doing it you know with with the shot selection and getting players involved and then the other side the nuggets like if Jokic isn't uh getting those assists like you said yeah Jam- jamal murray's gonna <clears throat> have to play like somewhat like curry you know what i mean like so it's cool to see that dynamic because there's still a lot of star power in this finals yeah, there's a lot of star power, and I mean, it's almost like both teams are going to give it 100% the entire finals, and whoever's hot is going to win. Yep. I mean, I can't, I can't say that because last night's fourth quarter, Duncan Robinson got hot. But if he can be that player that we've all seen, he was that player in the bubble. He got all that money, and then he faded away. And then throughout these playoffs, with Hero being down, we've seen glimpses of that player, of that shooter. I mean, if he plays like that, and everything's dropping for him. That that's I almost feel like that's what like whoever has the hot hand is gonna win. Like both these teams are gonna play lights out. And it's it's not even like one team I can't say one team's gonna give up or anything like that. They're just going to no. play. and They're going to play. If your shots aren't dropping, then you're not going to win. And The way Duncan Robinson is coming off of a screen and shooting right now, though, whether yeah. the guy's there or not, yeah. that release is so nice. Like When it he is. makes one, I'm like, God, dude, you need to do this all year long, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he He's one of the biggest, biggest people in this series that – when he's hitting like that I mean you see that finish at the basket when he when he when he did that thing when he yeah that that was nasty like he had to literally readjust midair go up 
and and like he that was smooth like butter when he did that. I was like, oh, when Hero comes back, you don't take minutes from Dunk. No, I mean you, that Miami. I'm, don't be mad, but you take minutes from Kyle Lowry. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Uh, Hero off the bench, give him give him a little time. I mean it. This is. It was a wrist injury, so right there, yep. a couple a couple shots, a getting hit in the hand, that could put him right back out there. So I wouldn't even really expect to add him to the game plan until you slowly ease him in when when maybe somebody's cold. You like you said, Kyle Lowry, he had a couple games. But now, it seems like he's cooled off. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I, I love Kyle Lowry. I, the only reason I say slide Hero in for Lowry is your lineup's not as, like, small. Yeah. Hero's not super small. Now, if Hero's not playing good defense because that wrist ain't 100%, then keep Lowry in there because he's, he's really not a liability in that zone out at the top. Like, Lowry's a veteran guard. He's been there. Yeah. So, I, I mean, whatever Spose chooses, though, I trust it at this point because he, he had a great game plan uh, yeah. last night. I mean, he's gotten this team where they are right now. Him, Jimmy Butler, and, I mean, everybody's – everybody in Miami is buying in on it. And it's – I mean – Well, we got to be careful. The Dolphins – Oh yeah, I see. Look, look, it's a conspiracy. Kells tried to tell me something. He was trying to we're we're breaking in. To are they going to try to get the Dolphins rolling too? I mean, the Dolphins are already rolling, and his screen gets cut off on the live feed before he gets to say it. I mean, yeah, it was like, oh man. They're like these two are uncovering something. Let's let's shut them up right now. Yeah, I mean the Dolphins. It's it's just a it's a time in South Florida. I mean for sports. It is. It is. And don't I mean, sleep on the Panthers. The Panthers lost one game. Let's not forget the Bruins. The record-setting Bruins were up three-one. And the Panthers Ready came to... cruising all the way back. Yeah, I mean they, they not slowed down since this last game. They they slowed down a little this last game, but I mean they've had one of the best goalies throughout the whole playoffs. So we'll see the adjustments that they're gonna take and make, and we're gonna take a a quick break. But what was I going to... Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Oh, no. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. But just like you said, Panthers, Dolphins, Heat. And I can't believe I'm about to say this. But the Miami Marlins are only three and a half games behind the Atlanta Braves right now. 
You told me they had a winning record yesterday, and I said, the fish team, the Marlins? The fish team, yes. They the have team that's on the hook the, for a loss? Normally. The Miami Marlins, Jazz Chisholm, he's on the cover of the Big Show video game. They're trying to warn us that the Marlins might actually be up to something. They got rid of Derek Jeter. <laughs> let him. They, some pictures, they man. yeah. They let Derek Jeter go back to New York, and now they got a uh, winning record: thirty-two wins and twenty-eight losses. Uh, and we'll be like I said, we'll be right back in. That'll just be a little teaser of some baseball talk we'll jump into. And hopefully we can get uh, our guest for today on the video feed in a little bit when we come back. Because this weekend we got the Belmont Stakes race up in Belmont Park in New York. So we'll check out. We're going to try to talk to somebody about the Belmont horse race, uh, the last leg of the Triple Crown, even though this year we don't have a, a Triple Crown potential horse. But it's the American Championship, one of the fairest tracks and one of the hardest races. Uh, that and more when we come back to the Bring It In Show. Who is WRUU Superhero? Who's that fairy godmother materializing to pay the bills and replace broken pieces of equipment and pay for broadcasting? Who is the tooth fairy leaving dollars under WRUU's pillow? Who helps us keep Savannah Radio and streaming service alive with community information and local eclectic music? WRUU knows that kind of magic is created behind the scenes by its listeners, superheroes like you. Local superheroes come in all forms. They make one-time donations of $60 or $107.50. They make $5 and $10 monthly donations. They give what they can to support community radio. These heroic financial contributions keep WRUU alive. If you haven't before, we ask you to be our superhero today and donate at WRUU.org. And a little token gift of proper WRUU bling for a thank you of our appreciation here at WRUU. As a thank you for your contribution to keeping WRUU going. Thank you for listening and for your heroic support. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. I'm Dave Lake. Join me for great progressive, straight ahead, and classic jazz on Jazz Brunch. Noon to 2 p.m. on Mondays, 11 to 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. on Wednesdays, and 11 to 1 p.m. on Thursdays. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup 
delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. Get connected at The Connection. Join us on May 25th, this Thursday, for Savannah's own TEDx event, where the theme is Connection, hosted at Georgia Southern's Fine Arts Auditorium. Experience a unique presentation of ideas and theories that will broaden your perspective and change your life. TEDx Savannah tickets and information is available at TEDxSavannah.com. That's TEDxSavannah.com. To stay informed, follow TEDx Savannah on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are back. Welcome back to the Bring It In Show with Glenn and Kells. You can find us wherever you find your favorite sports podcast, Spotify, Apple, you know, if you miss it, if you miss us one Monday morning, you can go back and watch us on Facebook and you can always reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or any of our social media platforms because we want to hear from you, the listener. Give us a call if that works for you. Sometimes people unplug the phone here, unfortunately, but... If it isn't unplugged, the phone number is 912-712-5077. But if you reach out to us on Facebook Messenger, we can even bring you on to this show. How fun is that? A sports show for the people, by the people. Bring it in. Yeah, so... We got some baseball to get to. Man, the first baseball team to make it to 20 road wins this season, my Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, after they beat San Francisco last night in the Bay, they become the first team to reach 20 away wins so i mean i'm still good they had a little rough week uh the o's did but everything's still looking good for them um and i believe uh i mean i know that four teams in the american i'm saying this like every week but four teams in the al east are in the top 10 overall in baseball not surprised all five are in the top 15 all five teams in the American League East are in the top 15 in baseball I mean everybody's got a winning record Everybody. Everybody's over 500. So, I mean. Don't the Rays have the best record right now? The Rays have had the best record since the second day of baseball, I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe, maybe there were a couple teams that got their first three wins and got a sweep in the first series. But the Rays 
by the second series, by six wins, the Rays were in the lead. So, the Rays are, have been in the league. Then they got to, like, 11-0. and I'm not sure when they lost their first game. The Rays... 42 and 19 right now. The Rays still haven't lost 20 games yet. Expressive. So how how are they not the first team? Uh, I mean, maybe a lot more home games. Every all those 19 games maybe were away games that they've won. That can't be it. But but man. Yeah, the Rays. And the thing is, you said in basketball, superstar teams aren't doing it. I believe the Orioles and the Rays are in the the bottom five of the lowest salaries. Gotta be. In baseball. Gotta be. I don't even have to look that stat up. No. It has to be true. I mean, it's... I've I've seen it. I saw it somewhere. I almost want to say they're in the bottom three, but I I jumped it up to five because I know for sure. If I say five, we don't have to look it up. Three, maybe. So, yeah. I mean, because we know the A's... They, they have to be the lowest payroll in oh, baseball. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I would think. I can't even make. I can't even believe in the off season they made a deal to bring in. I'm, I can't remember his name, but he's like one of. I'll be able to find it real quick. I bet if I look up stolen bases if I look up the stat for stolen bases yes because he's the he's got the most stolen bases it's like I I'm curious why why the A's if it's the A's or if it's just him being like I'm doing this but why the A's would send him to steal bases so often they know they're not in these games. He's got 28 stolen bases already. More than Acuna from the Braves. The Braves. Wow. Uh, Ruiz, huh? 28. 28. I mean, yeah. And everybody's saying uh, we're going to get more stolen bases. Um, trying to see where he was last year. All right, he he started last year with San Diego, and um, ended last year with the Brewers. But he only played about seventeen games, so he he is young. So maybe that's why Oakland went after him because just he's easy on the wallet. Almost, but Estuary 
Ruiz. And he's got to be the best thing coming out of Oakland this year because, I mean, I don't know. Have you seen um, – Have you seen Oakland's record lately? It's awful. Terrible. Terrible. The best thing the best thing for Oakland was like news that we talked about was something about Vegas that trying to buy them or something. Or something like that. Yeah, they're they're the Oakland A's I think the Oakland A's bought a huge plot of land in Vegas for a proposed stadium um but the the word is that you um that they're still trying to stay in Oakland they're just trying to twist um twist Oakland's arm into building a, a new stadium it still needs to get passed by all the owners and from what I heard on Nothing Personal with David P. Sampson this morning was that the owners really don't want to sign off on a uh, a team moving to Vegas because the owners see the potential of adding a new franchise and bringing in, I mean, still bringing in whatever money they can from Oakland, which, I mean, this year is nothing because they're minor league teams. They're high school baseball teams. They're more packed than Oakland games this year. Um, But so they want, they just, the owners supposedly will want more teams instead of just moving a team to Vegas. But Oakland's trying to say they're sweetening the deal because they want to do exactly what I think the Raiders did by the stadium is built and connected into like a casino stadium. I'm not positive. I haven't been to the Raiders uh, new stadium but I mean somebody was saying that it's like or at least the the athletics are saying yeah they're going to build this big stadium but connected to it's going to be a casino so they will never need any more revenue sharing money from MLB ever again which is good because then that cuts then everybody else gets a a bigger slice of the pie so to say so yeah it's a it's a good market i was you know i was just in vegas and in may yeah yeah they they do good with uh with revenue and did you see the stadium do you know is there a casino at this raiders stadium if it is, it's probably connected to it, like you're saying. Yeah. Because it, it was massive, Glenn. When I saw it from the outside, like, it's hum- huge. And they, yeah, they, they do a good job because, you know, the Raiders, 
everybody loves them there. You see a lot of stickers on locals for the Raiders. Yeah. You see you see a lot of stickers for the Golden Knights, even though they've only been around like four or five years. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, they've been starved for professional sports for ever. Um, and... With sports betting being as big up there, too, like... Yeah. You know, they love sports in Vegas. Like, it's a, a whole nother avenue for gambling, too. So, I mean, the A's need to just go ahead and jump on over. I know yeah. back, back, back before, you know, the Raiders fans... That goes deep, you know. That, like, that was a tougher one, I feel like, because even when the Raiders would win, like, three games, you would still see so many fans, you know, out there getting dressed up and everything, you know. Yeah. I mean. With the athletics, you don't see anybody in the stands. Oh, it's, it's. It's terrible. Bad for them. Yeah. It's real bad. And, I mean, you, you say everybody loves the Raiders. I mean. And now they're going to have arguably the greatest NFL player in history as a, a small minority owner. I mean, he's it's not like he's the major owner, but it being Tom Brady, I'm suspecting, I mean, even with when Derek Jeter was the president slash a percentage owner of the Marlins, what people hear and what people tell themselves is Derek Jeter owns the Marlins. Tom Brady owns the Raiders. So, I mean, I'm guessing he's going to kind of be a little bit of the face of the franchise. Now, it's the Raiders, so the Davis family has been around forever. So... We know Al Davis. We know his son. Uh, I can't remember. I say we know him, but I can't remember his son's name. But we know of the Davis family. We'll see how much uh, ownership stake Tom Brady has and how much he'll be around. I mean, but he did come out this week and say he is not coming back to play football. Friends of his have said he is so utterly bored right now without playing football. Um, he hasn't even made it through offseason. They're just getting back to OTAs and stuff. Not even mandatory camp, and he's already bored out of his mind. Um, <clears throat> now, it's possible even as an owner of the Raiders it is possible for him to play quarterback for the Raiders really it is it's going to cost them a lot they're going to have to pay because they figure out how much he's going to pay, how much he's going to account. It won't necessarily cost them a lot, but they have to account that going on in the salary cap. So 
That's the big thing. Oh, what's going on, Chance? See Chance Turner say, yeah. tuning in. What's going on, man? Used to be a uh, Falcons player two years ago. So um, he was awesome, too. So they have to account that into the salary cap. So depending on the percentage of the Raiders that he owns, I mean, if, if what I heard, it would cost him over like 50, 50 mil a season. So it would be the That's most the, that he's yeah. ever made. And I doubt, I don't, I doubt they have that. I mean, who's got money in the NFL right now? Not many people have lots of money not many contenders and that's what we're waiting on i mean i i open my phone constantly trying to see where hopkins is gonna wind up has he signed when's he gonna sign is he gonna sign like two minutes after we get off the air that's uh that's the kind of things that I'm constantly looking at. And as a Ravens fan, I'm not necessarily even like, I'm not hoping that he comes to the Ravens. Uh, it would be awesome. And hopefully it would work out. But at the same time, the Ravens have some young receivers that I actually believe can develop really well, especially with uh, OBJ on the field kind of taking a little pressure off the younger guys, letting them develop on the field, and they just won't get reps if Hopkins is there. So, I mean, but if we'll see. If goes to any team in y'all's division, it's dangerous. Yeah, that's, that's another – that is one reason why – I'm like, uh, but then when I think about that, I'm like, you know, I don't want him to sign with any other team. So I would rather him sign to the Ravens so that, I mean, because uh, you, you just upset my stomach. Because, like, imagine, imagine him on the Bengals. How do you stop that? Joe Mixon at running back, and then I don't even need to name all the receivers because it's ridiculous. How how would you even stop that? Yeah, because of because he's getting paid by the Cardinals, so he can he can sign for whatever. He can. I mean, he so, may he's making twenty six for. Yeah. I mean, but they say they do say he wants to make more oh, I'm sure, than like sure. ten million this year, even yeah. though he's getting paid by the Cardinals. Trying to get a little bit more, trying to see what these quarterbacks are getting paid. Yeah. You know. So. But I'm like, he goes to the Bengals. Terrifying. He goes to the Steelers. Also terrifying because they're young receivers, but then they got, is it Deontay Johnson? Is that as Yeah. Well? They got him, and if you pair those two up with Pickett, Pickens. I'm, Pickens. And Pickett, Pickens and Pickett, like, that, that's, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Especially if, if they kept the tight end prior moves. I don't know if they did or not. But Yeah. And then you go to the Ravens and you got OBJ and Hop D Hop with Mark Andrews. Uh-huh. And those young guys, Duvernay. 
I mean, that's that's scary. And, and then oh, the yeah. Browns. The Browns. He he used to play with Sean Watson. So no, yeah. So wants that. so uh, exactly. Wants like that. I mean, then you're just partnering them back up, and they know each other. So Desha- that's. Deshaun already said he would love to play with D Hop again. Oh, so. I I guarantee. I guarantee. I guarantee. Deshaun wishes that OBJ would have stayed in Cleveland. That all that went uh, going down, and he wouldn't have ran out of there. So, I mean, yeah. And something tells me he's going to be – it's a possibility he could be on one of those teams. I mean, there are so many teams that he wants to be – he wants to be on a Super Bowl contending team. I mean, it's up to him. Really, like you said, he doesn't have to take any. He can sign for probably, I don't know the lowest he can sign for, but I bet you he can probably sign for like $3 million or $1 million or something like that. I mean... I mean- we know the Chiefs and the Bills would be terrifying because they've yeah. been there, you know. That and those are offensive firepower, just getting more ammunition added to the firepower. But if he went to Miami, you're talking about a serious problem. Yeah. You're talking about a serious problem. Yeah, that would be bad. Waddle, Hill, D-Hop. Yeah. What do you do? Who do you put? Do you play all three in straight up wide receiver positions, or do you and just put no, Gasecki at slot? Because I mean, Gasecki, I know he's a tight end, but I think he's more of a slot receiver than a tight end. You keep D Hop on the stream route, yeah. way outside. No point in putting him in the slot at all. And then you switch Hill and Waddle every now and again from slot, because dude. Tyreek Hill is so good at getting to a spot when you when you just need ten yards or something. Oh yeah, I mean and he'll I, make he'll make those corners look like oh I'm about to run deep and then he just cuts in so fast. Yeah, like, and right and I feel like he should he's got the potential to be in that streaky number one receiver spot slot, but coming from the slot, I almost think he's more dangerous. Like he, he will eat everybody alive because then every once in a while especially if it's a uh they bring them to the slot on movement or something and then next thing you know he's paired up with a uh linebacker and oh no no he would get any sweep or any curl route he wanted all game long because you'd have to worry about waddle and d-hop on the outside yeah yeah. So. Your safeties would be back all game long. Like literally, you you would never get to do a safety blitz on that team. No. That's. And uh, you'd be risky to do a corner blitz. Yeah. So well. I'm the same. I I want to know where he's gonna go. Yeah, we got about thirty seconds left. I got a question I meant to ask uh, you earlier. Block, did he play this weekend? Is that this weekend or next weekend? Um, 
think the one it's... you got invited to? Yeah. Uh, he he had played. I think that was the last weekend that he played the one. Okay. He didn't make the cut. Because I knew I knew he played in one of the ones, but no, I think uh he played in one, but I think he's also invited to the RBC Canadian Open too. That's what it is. I, I next I, did week. Did that happen next week? Okay. Next week. So. so we'll we'll keep our eye on that. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, 